G'day and welcome to Property Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cowan and today is another Quick Hits episode where we'll be talking about why property is such a fun team sport. And who better to talk this topic through with me than a guy that's got a shelf full of trophies titled Best Team Man, Omar Muljali from Examine Property. G'day and welcome to G'day, Property Jeremy. Australia's favourite obsession. Thank you, Jeremy. I don't know about the trophies, but... Um... Well, I'm sure there's a few tucked away gatherings and dust, but tell me, is investing in property, it, it is a team sport, isn't it? Yeah, definitely is. And the more information and expertise that you can that you can get and quality expertise and quality information, I've, I've just got to throw that in there, um, that you can acquire, um, the better off you're going to be. So uh, the most valuable resource in this world is information. So if you know you know, what horse is going to win the race tomorrow, then um, that's valuable information. Um, if you want to bet on a race, um, you can just pick the name or the colours you like. Obviously, that's not going to get you the best result. But if you know the performance, the history, um, how quickly that horse runs, the jockey, everything about it, look at previous races, the more information you gather, the better equipped you are of making informed decisions. And it's the same with property. And that's absolutely true, isn't it? That it's so important to understand that you don't have to know everything about everything with regards to property, do you? That there are professionals out there and you know it's it's your job as as an investor to solicit those professionals and understand and obtain the information you require from them, don't you? Yeah. That's pretty much what they're there for. But it's hard to find, Jeremy. Like I've been you know, I've been a financial planner and accountant and I've worked in finance and obviously now sort of property, worked with lawyers and um, obviously I analyse other property professionals out there and what they're doing and what they're telling people and it's just very hard to find um, the quality quality team. Well, that's, um, we'll get to that in a little bit about, you know, what happens when you get it wrong, but that whole thing about learning from others, it, it is really, really important and, and I think it's also important too that... Um, you know, if we can put a team around ourselves, then we get that help and support, you know, because investing can be tough at times, can't it? There's, it doesn't always, I mean, it's not all beer and Skittles, is it? There's, there's, there's things that go wrong and things you've got to deal with. And it's nice to have some uh, support and, uh, and help around you in those times. Yeah, it can make all the difference. You know, you could have a quality asset, but, you know, you've got a bad loan or the structure's wrong, you know, could, could cost you a lot of money in the, in the future so um, it's important to get it right up front because um, it gets very expensive to fix that especially with, with property and there's a lot we can learn from others too you know if we've got a team um, the great thing I always find about that is that the more ideas you bounce around between your team um, the more ideas you get and the better you get at the, the the problem solving that you know someone who might not be from say from a tax discipline might come up with an idea that you can speak to your accountant about that you hadn't thought about etc and 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 you just bounce off and learn from others don't you and obviously create a much better outcome for everyone yeah it's it's hard to to gain and all buy that experience um, yourself and um, yeah it's well, it's usually expensive too, Omar, because if you're gaining it yourself, you're usually making an awful lot of mistakes along the way. It's it's uh, a lot cheaper and quicker and easier to uh, to get some advice and learn from someone else's mistakes. And yeah, learn learn from someone else's mistakes rather than make it at yourself. But um, yeah, that's I guess it's human nature to to learn from getting burnt. <laughs> I yeah. guess for yourself, and, uh, we try and avoid that obviously by learning from other people. 
and I reckon personally that I reckon the the one of the biggest reasons, and I mean, obviously there's the flow of information and knowledge and whatever, but I mean, investing is fun, isn't it, Omar? It it, it it's a it's a great sport. It's it is a lot of fun investing, and I think it's a lot of fun when you've got a a, a good team around you that you can you know talk about you know something that you're passionate about and something that excites you, and I mean, it's just you know it it just gets you going, doesn't it? Gets you up in the morning. Yeah, it's. I guess people like it. That's <laughs> that's fun. I find it fun because I um, obviously live it every day. But it's about doing it right. It's like going to the gym. You know, if you don't know what you're doing and you tear a muscle, then obviously it's not going to be too fun. So, but if you you're doing it right and you're getting results, then yeah, it uh, it it'll be a great um, great experience and you get a lot of benefit out of it. So, um, yeah, there's there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Um, it's just that I find people don't have the time. to, to put in and, and learn everything they need to um, so they can get it right. And it's a bit, bit hit, and, hit and miss. So, you know, having people you can share the experience with, gain from their knowledge, just makes it a lot more enjoyable and successful experience. Yeah, and that whole thing, I mean, we've got to always remember that, you know, life is about the journey, isn't it? It's not just about the end point. It's about the journey along the way. So it's important that we in, enjoy that journey and, and uh, you know, embrace it for what it is and, if we can have some, you know, some of those people around us to, to have some fun along the way and make some money and some really good decisions, then uh, you know that's that that's a fantastic outcome. Yeah, that's that's the plan. So yeah, you know, even yeah, even for myself, like I wish I knew what I know to knew today, four, five, you know, six, seven, ten, twenty years ago, and um, you know, it's it's uh, you just accumulate like a wealth of knowledge um, mm. that can help people. Um, avoid some mistakes and even mistakes that I've made myself and in the past so um, you never stop learning reality is if you um, if you're uh, not trying then you're not making mistakes are you so uh, you know you've got to be making some mistakes along the way give it a crack just minimize the mistakes take the take the risk out of it as much as you can that's that's the whole um, point of it Exactly right. So, who should be on our team? Who should um, who should we have lined up to to join us on our on our journey, Omar? I think the yeah first start is a you know great um, financial planner is my recommendation. Um, probably a bit biased having come from the industry, but um, it, you need to get the strategy, what you're doing, you know what you're trying to achieve um, right. Know the risks, um, obviously um, the advantages as well. Um, that's to me, that's the first first starting point. Um, we see that a lot actually at Count and Flack that um, you know a lot of people come along and they just want to buy an investment property, but there's no thought or strategy behind it, and there's no thought or strategy as to you know why they're really buying it and how many they want to buy and how they're going to achieve that and how it should be structured to ensure that they can achieve that outcome. That and you can understand that you know the figures from the tax department is I think you know most investors have one. There's a few that have few. But there's very, very, very few who get past, you know, five or ten properties, um, and it yeah. does take a certain amount of pizzazz and 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 structure and thinking to actually do that. Not just that, half of them, half of investors sell the property within five years, so um, they just get it wrong, I guess. Um, so yeah, you, you got to start there before you do anything. It might not be right for you. You might be better off, you know, putting some money in a managed fund or just keeping your money in the bank or. Um, it's not up to the property person to tell you that. So you should get independent advice from a, a financial planner and, and one that's not internally located in that real estate person's um, 
business as well. Well, that is an important part, isn't it, to understand where the advice is actually coming from, you know, what's the biases behind it? Yeah, I've seen so many um, in, the, in the past and I've even seen employees stuck in those businesses where, you know, it's the, the property spruker's office, they come into a seminar, you know, you could buy a property in super, sell them on the whole concept and then next thing they so they bought the property in their head and then they go to the planner and you know, the internal mortgage broker to, you know, package it all up so they can sort of get to the end result. So it shouldn't start with that. It should start with the strategy first and then if it's right for you, then, you know, seek professional help from the relevant people. So who else needs to be on our team? We've got our financial uh, advisor, planner. Yeah, good accountant. It's always uh, handy so um, you can minimise your, your tax. Again, for advice in that area, structuring, should I buy it in my name and should I buy it in myself and my partner's name? Mm. Should I buy it in a trust, in a company, in a self-managed super fund, which is pretty much another trust? Um, you know, if you're going into partnership and that, you need advice. So. There's a lot that, you know, considerations around structuring. Um, and also to understand what information you need to collect and keep along the way to uh, ensure yeah. that you've got good tax records and maximising your deductions. Well. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. that's, that's always <laughs> a bonus, not going to jail. <laughs> very hefty. But also if you want to sell that property down the track, so, you know, capital gains and um, mm. or could be a sort of estate planning and that. So, you know, and it's worthwhile that the planner talks to the accountant um, and the whole team sort of works together. And then obviously if you're looking at ownership structures and estate planning and, and what you're going to do with that property, then you know, good good advice to get a lawyer involved as well. So, you know, there's people don't think about these things. They just go out, buy the property, you know. And I made that mistake myself when um, when I bought my first property. I, you know, was getting my parents to guarantee the loan. So, you know, at the there's ANZ back then and you know, um, phone banking had just started. So I sort of got the loan over the phone and the last minute they wanted my parents on the loan and the title and, and the conveyance to totally stuffed it up. We put us one third each. Um, so I ended up owning only a third of my own property and then my <laughs> father passed away. His share went half to me, half to my mum and then my mum ended up owning half of my property. So just to fix it cost me, you know, this was back in 2007 and luckily the property market in Sydney had, had tanked a bit, so um, I saved a little bit on the on the stamp duty at the time, but it cost me about um, ten, twelve thousand dollars to get that fixed. So, and it could have been a lot you know, worse with uh, capital gains if you had to um, yeah, take it off your mum or dad with some capital gains involved as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll have to pay more. Well, the capital gain was mine anyway to, to start with, but um, it just became around my mum got worried. So she said, mm. you know, if you, I know, I know your brothers realised that, you know, I've got two brothers, this is your property, we've never done anything besides, you know, just guaranteeing um, the loan initially for you. You've made all the repayments and fixed the house and, and it's your, but so what if they get married and then I pass away in the meantime and they go yeah. through a, you know, separation or divorce and then technically, you know, there's three of you, so they own one third of, the half of your property that I own. Um, so my mum just said, I don't want this headache. Just go pay the stamp duty, get Let's it fixed. Get it but if I had a, you know, if I had a quality lawyer on, I just had a sort of conveyancer that someone recommended at the time, yeah, that would have put my parents on as one or 1% each. Or um, And then if I changed that later on, it would have been, you know, a couple of hundred dollars at most instead of paying $10,000. So, uh, and if I did that today with the, the value of the, the property today, that would cost me, you know, well in excess of, um, you know, probably twenty five, thirty thousand dollars to do that just to to get a mistake rectified that we made twenty years ago. So 
It's so important getting, to get good legal advice, isn't it, to, to have a good um, legal legal on your team? I always recommend it. So not just someone that's going to do the paperwork and you know, do the conveyancing for you. You need a lawyer. And lawyers earn their keep when you know, there's complexity or something goes wrong. Um, same with accountants, same with, same with good financial planners. So getting good advice you know, probably leads us into the next one, which is the, um, you know, the, the mortgage broker or the banker. Um, mm. Mm. Very important as well. So how you structure the loan and can be, um, you know, make a massive difference to your um, result, you know, your asset base, your your wealth over time. Correct. And your ability to continue to collect uh, properties as you go along um, and not just the cost interest rates, but making sure that you're matched to an appropriate lender because, you know, if they try and borrow funds from a bank that's, you know, for example, you're an owner builder or something, or you, you, you're looking for, you know, having a, you know, your family pledge or something to, 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 to help you purchase something that if you go with a bank who's not used to doing that sort of stuff, just getting through the application process can be very, very tedious, can't it? If you can get through it all. Yeah, it is. It's um, very complex and, and not just that things can go wrong. You know, after the GFC, a lot of banks exited Australia. So, you know, you had, you know, people that did low doc loans at the time got them through, and then you know someone else bought the books, started jacking up the rates, and they got very expensive. And these people weren't in a position because of their financials and to to shift that loan anywhere else. So they just got stuck paying exorbitant rates um, because of a you know a bank sold their book and, and, and took off, and they just get stuck. So important to have a good uh, a good uh, broker uh, banker on your side. Um, and I would say that the next one, obviously, we're talking about property. We need a, a quality property specialist as well to uh, to help us out to do some legwork and 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 some um, you know to, to to really dig into the properties that we're we're considering to uh, make sure that they are uh, meeting our you know goals, needs, objectives, etc. Yeah, that's uh, I guess the last piece of the jigsaw and, and the and the key key piece. And you need someone that knows what they're doing, not someone that's Selling properties. That's well, not yeah, or just step on the shoes. Uh, Most of the webinars I sort of attend and see what everyone else is up to. It's about how many properties you can accumulate over time, and um, you know how to keep buying the next one, and just basically giving financial advice instead of showcasing their real estate expertise. So you leave that anyone doing that, um, pretty much they're just trying to flog you something. Um, You know, just heard of one case where this client had probably, you know, 15 or so quality assets in in um, all around in Australia in quality locations and the, the property expert advised them to sell them all and then use them, their services to buy them another 15, 20 properties. So, um, yeah. you know, you gotta, you got to be careful. Um, and there's no qualification for what we do. So you could have a great local real estate agent, very knowledgeable in that local area. So if you're selling your house or buying in that area, um, you know, be valuable knowledge base um, then you've got buyers agents that just do what you want so i want to buy a property in this suburb and they just go find it for you so they're just a sort of buying service but they're not giving you if you're an investor they're not going to tell you whether it's a good time to be buying there where you're buying the right type of property for that suburb um and then you've got you know a myriad of project marketers that um they're just there to just to sell the good the bad the ugly at any time and um you know, obviously um everyone knows about that and then there's some, you know, really good property experts out there. Um, 
Well, research is the key here, isn't it? I mean, to find a, a quality research, um, you know, property specialist, you know, someone who can who can dig around more than just, you know, a, a flashy brochure, someone who can actually understand the demographics, the, the structure of the place, the, you know, how it fits in to your portfolio, et cetera, you know, let alone the, the pricing and, and yields and all the rest of it that goes along with it. Yeah, there's some fantastic ones out there that are excellent at picking the right property, right suburb. I heard there's um, one called Omar Majuli, as far as... Uh... Uh, <laughs> I think our major difference, Jeremy, is that we can we do all that. But what I've learned, um, especially for you guys, is about the, the cycle and timing the market. So I see these great buyers agents that go out there, get a quality asset, quality location, but just buying at the, the peak of the market. So yeah. you know, long-term, yes, that asset will perform very well, but over the next six, seven, eight years, you're not going to accumulate a lot of equity um, yeah. during that time. So, you know, if you're... You know, looking just to buy one property and you know, maybe that's fine. But if you're looking at a strategy where you, you need that you know, increase in capital growth to use to leverage and, and buy the next one, then you want to be buying at the right time in the market. And that's my major sort of bone to, to, to pick with all these property experts. And they just say it's always a good time to buy property. And, yeah. and I, I don't agree with that. I think it's, there's always, it's a good time to be buying a property somewhere at a particular point in time but you know each sort of city um, region has its own cycle and growth drivers at a particular point in time so there's you know good times to be buying um, in Sydney and that was probably the worst time to be buying in Brisbane or Perth um, and same in, in Melbourne and then you know the, the time to be buying not buying in Sydney is probably the time to be buying you know, somewhere else. So um... it's so important, isn't it? If if that's one thing I can stress, if you can understand how the five drivers work, and you can relate that to the market, the investment market that you're that you're looking at. Um, and we haven't really covered a lot of the cycle stuff um, in this podcast yet, but we certainly will move into that. Um, when you can start to to click those things together, it makes it much easier. As you said, we know that real estate has a uh, an upward bias because landlords are advantaged because of the fact that you're owning a um, a piece of asset that is going to benefit by society's continual increase in productivity um, but when you can understand how that fits within the cycle etc and understand that not all cities or, or or areas are going to be running at the same time and how those drivers those individual specific drivers to that area will impact on that uh, particular location it gives you a huge advantage doesn't it huge massive massive advantage and when we talk about that sort of 18 20 year cycle you're only going to li- live through or work through maybe two um, two and a half cycles at most. So you have a very limited opportunity over your working life when you're earning an income um, to invest in the market. And if you can pick the bottoms and tops of the markets and um, mm. you know learn to avoid buying at the wrong time and selling at the wrong time, and you're going to be so much better off than um, you know the other investors out there. And that's, to me, the, the key. It's, it's important to get everything else right, but you can really accelerate, um, you know, the, your, your accumulation of, of assets over your working life if you can get the the timing right so that that to me is is non-negotiable and that's something that I've really learned you know I've always been good at picking good suburbs and and you know picking good property and and whatnot but what we've added especially the last sort of five six five years um, is you know working within within the cycle we're always close but um, 
yeah, and we've, we've really enjoyed gone. working with you on that one because it is a it is a, a lot of fun and when you start to understand it it's um it does open your eyes quite a bit doesn't it it does and i just can't believe that so many real estate people that you know see it or you know even developers that we come across with to oh, no one can pick the future direction of the market but you know if if they really pay attention to the cycle they can avoid going broke and you know Correct. loading up on Correct. on property at the wrong time and developing at the wrong time and well, it's why we were so confident to continually say over the past 12 months that whilst um, the COVID issues remained a health crisis and not a credit crisis, property prices, you know, would not significantly decline at all and probably continue to rise. And certainly as we've come out of it, our expectation was that property prices will start to run very hard now because we're moving into the second half of the cycle as credit starts to free up and it's all just playing out like clockwork as we thought it would. It is, and um, everyone thought we were crazy, but <laughs> we knew we were right. And Happy um, to be a little crazy, Omar. It is, Jeremy. And I did a presentation for some accountants back in August, and you know, I showed, gave them a market update and told them that, and I thought, I'm sure they thought I was mad. And then I was speaking to the organisers in December. They sent me like a Christmas hamper, and I said, everything I said in August was spot on. I said, yeah, yeah, like, we thought you were mad at the time, but um, mm. that the property market wasn't going to tank, and and it's just having that advantage is so so important. And then now people are sort of waking up to it, coming to buy in, and they're finding that prices have moved, and they're paying more for the same property that they were looking at sort of twelve months ago. So, um, you know, ignoring the noise and and focusing on the fundamentals, and just adding in the cycle and the timing overlay, you're just going to be so much better off over time. Well, I didn't really have that in our part of our team. I guess for us, you know, that comes from, um, you know, you, you, you count and flack advisor that we understand the cycle, we understand the drivers, but maybe we should have put that in our team. And I'm just bringing it back to our discussion today about, you know, investing being a team sport. I'd say there's probably one spot left on the team, um, which is a quality property manager, isn't it? Once we actually have a property that... Um, we need someone to look after it, rent it out, ensure that our rent gets paid on time, that uh, maintenance issues are taken care of, um, and that we don't uh, have any uh, ongoing issues. Yeah, that's probably the um, the last piece of the jigsaw. So making sure you don't have a long vacancy, that they're advising you, you know, if anything needs to be done to the property before it's rented. So, you know, having a good quality property manager to, to look after your asset now, but also protect your asset moving forward, making sure you know it's kept up to scratch. They're doing regular inspections that the tenants are looking after it, um, making sure your money's collected on time. It just takes the hassle out of um, property investing. That's one of you know, with shares and things like that are pretty low maintenance. You don't need to maintain them or anything. Um, but with a property, that's yeah very very important. Well, let's wrap and it up there, Omar. I reckon we've. Uh... We've sort of hit it off there. We've um, got our um, our advisor, uh, financial advisor. Um, we've got our property expert, taxation, finance, legal advisor, uh, property manager. Um, starts to be a pretty fun sort of looking sort of team, doesn't it? Pretty big team. And I, the, the last thing I'd say is just keep away from the one-stop shops. Um, most of them just try and hoodwink you, you know, send you off to their own um, accountant and planner uh, internal, and you, you don't get that independent um, advice. They've all got a vested interest. Uh, it might seem convenient, but you really need um, independent eyes looking over what you're, what you're doing. And um, it might be a bit, bit more difficult to build a quality team around you. Um, 
but it, yeah, definitely will be, uh, you'll be much better off having independent advice. Well, that's good advice and always um, fun talking to you. It's always interesting, Omar. Um, look, thanks for joining with me. Um, if someone wants to get in contact and uh, select you to be part of their team, where do they get in contact with you, Omar? Oh, they can find us on Facebook, uh, Examine Property. We've got our Facebook page there. They can jump on our website at examineproperty.com.au um, or they can just shoot me an email, omar at examineproperty.com.au and we'll be more than happy to help or obviously through the team at um, Counter Flack um, as well. Omar, we'll put your uh, details in the show notes below. Of course, we'd love to help you on your property journey. So if you want some assistance or think we might be able to help or just want to have a chat to someone, get in contact with us. And of course, if you have enjoyed today's episode, it'd be great for you to like, subscribe or tell your friends about Property Australia's favourite obsession. Omar Majoli, as always, thank you very much. It's been great having you with me. I've been your host, Jeremy Cownan. And until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. History and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Jeremy Cowan and Cowan and Flack Proprietary Limited are authorised representatives of PGW Financial Services, Proprietary Limited, AFSL 384713.